The Cornish language. The Cornish language belongs to the Brythonic group of Celtic languages. Cornish shares about 80% basic vocabulary with Britain, 75% with Welsh, 35% with Irish, and 35% with Scottish Gaelic. Cornish continued to function as a community language until the late 18th century and was revived early in the 20th century. The Proto-Cornish language developed after the southwest Britons of Somerset, Dawson, Devon and Cornwall became geographically separated from the West Britons of later Wales after the Battle of Deoham at about 577. The area controlled by the southwest Britons was progressively reduced by the expansion of Wessex over the next few centuries. Around 930, Cornwall was finally defeated by the Saxon king Athelstan. However, the Cornish language continued to flourish well through the Middle Ages, reaching a peak of about 39,000 speakers in the 13th century. The earliest written record of the Cornish language is a gloss in a Latin manuscript. At the time of the Prayer Book Rebellion of 1549, which was a reaction to Parliament passing the first act of uniformity, people in many areas of Cornwall did not speak or understand English. The intention of the act was to replace worship in Latin with worship in English, which was assumed by the lawmakers to be universally spoken throughout England. Instead of simply banning Latin, however, the act was framed so as to enforce English. In 1549, this imposition of the new language was sometimes a matter of life and death. Over 4,000 people who protested against the imposition of an English prayer book were massacred by the king's army. Their leaders were executed and the people suffered numerous reprisals. The rebels' document claimed that they wanted to return to their old religious services and ended the We Are the Cornishmen, whereof certain of us understand no English utterly refused this new English. Edward Seymour, Duke of Somerset, replied to the Cornishmen inquiring as to why they should be offended by services in English when they had them in Latin, which they also did not understand. Through many factors, including loss of life and the spread of English, the Prayer Book Rebellion proved a turning point for the Cornish language. Indeed, some recent research has suggested that estimates of the Cornish-speaking population prior to the rebellion may have been low, making the decline even more drastic. By this time, the language was already arguably in decline from its earlier heyday, and the situation worsened over the course of the next century. It is often claimed that the last native speaker of Cornish was the mousehole resident Dolly Pentreath, who died in 1777. Notwithstanding, her supposed last words, I don't want to speak English, meant that she spoke at least some English as well as Cornish. The last known monoglot Cornish speaker is believed to have been Cheston Marchant, who died in 1676 at Gwythian. It does, however, appear to be true that Dolly Pentreath spoke Cornish fluently and may have been one of the last to do so before the revival of the language in the 20th century. There is also, however, evidence that Cornish continued, albeit in limited usage, by a handful of speakers throughout the 19th century and into the early 20th century. In 1875, six speakers all in their 60s were discovered, some claim that John Davy, who died in 1890, should be considered the last traditional speaker. Others, however, dispute this, saying that Alison Tregening, who died in 1906, was the last traditional speaker, and by this time the revival was well underway. Fishermen were counting fish and farmers counting sheep in the Cornish language into the 1940s. The first successful attempt to revive Cornish was largely the work of Henry Jenner and Robert Morton Nance in the early part of the 20th century. This system was called Unified Cornish, and was based mainly on Middle Cornish, the language of the 14th and 15th centuries, a high point for Cornish literature, with a standardised spelling and an extended vocabulary, based largely on Breton and Welsh. For many years, this was the modern Cornish language, and many people still use it today. 
In the early 1980s, Richard Gendel, who had worked with Nance, published a new system based on the works of native writers such as Nicholas Boson and John Boson, William Rowe, Thomas Tonkin and others. This system, called Modern Cornish by its proponents, differs from Unified Cornish in using the English-based orthographies of the 17th and 18th centuries. The need for standardised spelling when learning a language has led the Cornish Language Council to adopt a revived late Cornish spelling standardised by Gendal and Neil Kennedy. In 1986, Ken George developed a revised orthography and phonology for revived Cornish, which became known as Common Cornish. It was subsequently adopted by the Cornish Language Board as their preferred system. It retained a middle Cornish base, but made the spelling more systematic, and for the first time set out clear rules relating spelling to pronunciation. The revised system is claimed to have been taken up enthusiastically by the majority of Cornish speakers and learners, and advocates of this orthography claim that it was especially welcomed by teachers. Nevertheless, many Cornish speakers chose to continue using unified Cornish. In practice, these different written forms do not prevent Cornish speakers from communicating with each other effectively. Cornish has been successfully revived as a viable language for communication. Nevertheless, there is still much scope for improving the standard and accuracy of the spoken language. The language is spoken mainly with the older generations, but is currently being taught at some Cornish primary and secondary schools. In the 20th century, a conscious effort was made to revive Cornish as a language for everyday use in speech and writing. The study by Kenneth McKinnon in 2000 suggested that there were then about 300 people who spoke Cornish fluently, i.e. they were able to talk at ordinary speed on everyday matters. The Cornish Language Strategy Project is in 2007 commissioning research to provide quantitative and qualitative evidence for the number of Cornish speakers. A few people under the age of 30 have been brought up to be bilingual in Cornish and English, and in daily life use English with non-Cornish speaking people. Cornish exists in place names, and a knowledge of the language helps the understanding of old place names. Many Cornish names are adopted for children, pets, houses and boats. There is now an increasing amount of Cornish literature in which poetry is the most important genre, particularly in oral form or as song or as traditional Cornish chants, historically performed in marketplaces during religious holidays, public festivals and gatherings and executions. There are regular periodicals solely in the language, and Pirate FM have regular news broadcasts in Cornish, and sometimes have other programs and features for learners and enthusiasts. Local newspapers such as the Western Morning News regularly have articles in Cornish, and newspapers such as The Packet, The Western Britain and The Cornishman also support the movement. The language has financial sponsorship from many sources, including the Millennium Commission. Increasingly, churches have notices in Cornish and English, the take-up of the language is now becoming so widespread that language organisations are finding it difficult to keep up with demand. One organisation, Daleth, promoted the language to preschool children. There are many popular ceremonies, some ancient, some modern, which use the language or are entirely in the language. The language has been officially recognised as one of the five languages of the British Isles. This recognition should lead to greater access to funds from a variety of sources. Some of the supermarkets, municipal buildings, including public lavatories and council chambers, and even nightclubs in Cornwall now have a limited use of Cornish signage, an initiative made possible by a generous EU language and cultural heritage grant.